As much as we might worry about the danger of strangers when it comes to our teenagers, we also want to raise teenagers who are social and are able to connect with the people around them wherever they go. How do we do that while making sure they also stay safe? That's the topic of an upcoming episode featuring Joe Cohane, the author of The Power of Strangers. Here's a clip from that episode. Every waking minute of your life now, you're just bombarded with stimulation, and it's exhausting. And you, if you absorbed all that stimulation every waking hour, you would go mad, right? Like, we're not wired to take in the amount of information that we're taking in. It's overwhelming, right? It's overload. They call it overload. It, it can have really adverse effects. So people adopt a lot of strategies to, which they call screens. And screens are just things that you can put up to regulate your inputs. So when you talk about someone looking at a phone, someone listening to headphones, someone sitting with their eyes closed, in many ways, that's, you know, them just having a moment to themselves, but it's also trying to block out all the stimulation. And it's very tiring. And, and when you're overloaded like that, you do need to rest. You need to give your brain the chance to recover. You know, your brain has been burning glucose as it's bombarded with the stimulation. It needs a chance to like refuel itself and synthesize the information it's taken in. There's a term for it, the default mode, which is the mode the brain switches into when you're taking a shower, when you're out for a run, when you're driving a car. It's when everyone has like their eureka moments because that's the time your brain synthesizes the information. It turns out that when you talk about major crimes, you're talking about murder, abductions, sexual assault, felony assault, you are at a far greater risk of being victimized by someone you know than by a stranger. That being said, yeah, you want to be careful about it. You, you want to be cautious about it. You just don't want to be so cautious that you're removing the possibility of interacting with other people. So, you know, some of the ways of doing that are what I tell my daughter, who's six, you know, I try to model this for her, that we go to the bodega and we talk to the guy at the bodega. When we're at a restaurant, we, you know, we talk to the server, we chat with people. And it's really valuable because if something bad happens, like, you know, that bodega guy is right around the corner. He's going to be the one who helps, right? Making these little connections is really important. It makes the world feel more ordered. It's eyes on the street. These people will help you. If something goes wrong, like, these are the ones who are likely going to step in. But, you know, don't just go talk to someone, in, you know, at night when no one's around. You know, just be mindful of the context in which you're doing it. And I'm very aware that as a man, you know, I have an advantage here over women who have to deal with pests a lot more than I do. But interestingly, a lot of the real advocates for talking to strangers were women. And a lot, you know, I asked all of them, like, do you feel safe doing this? And most of them said, actually all of them said that they feel safer as the result of doing it. So I read through a lot of the surveys that were attached to the, that were part of the studies that were done when like Julian Sandstrom, for example, sent a lot of college students out to talk to strangers. And a lot of the college students said that this was going to be a disaster. They weren't comfortable doing it. They thought they were going to be incompetent. And that's actually a fear that everyone has, that they're going to be bad at it. That's like a major barrier to talking to strangers is the fear that you're going to be rejected or you're going to be bad at it. So she sends all these kids out to do these things and they come back and they've had a remarkably good time doing it. And it was amazing to read these surveys because there was this sense of surprise to the kids that they had been conditioned to think that this was a dead end, that this wasn't going to go anywhere. And it was really cool to, to read this stuff. Well, I'll read you a couple of them that, that I came upon that I thought were interesting. One kid, you know, these are all college students, and she said, I liked most of the people I talked with. I realized that it was easier talking to strangers than my friends because they did not know about my problems. Most of the conversations were small talk, but they made me happy because sometimes you realize that others are also having a bad day or agree that the weather is indeed terrible. This episode is coming soon to Talking to Teens. If you want to get the whole thing right now, sign up for a membership. 
our members get exclusive access to the full-length extended editions of all of our podcast episodes and unreleased episodes weeks before they become available to the public. Take advantage of our 14-day free trial. Sign up for a membership today. Thank you.